Hello, writers. This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo where we get you ready for November. I'm Liz Leo. And I'm Christina Horner. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Liz and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. All right, Christina. So I've been actually working on planning my novel a little bit. It's weird. Yes. It's, this is this is new for me. It's actually amazing. Yeah. It's been really cool, actually, yeah. to, to kind of see your process when I, you have an idea this early. I literally sent Christina a like a picture of a story plotting method I was interested in using. It's wild, guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. Not going to lie. I was interested in it because of the shape. That's everyone has their process, have their thing. you know. But I know that this episode we're going to be talking about a plotting method that is not the wavy one that I like Correct. that I can't pronounce. <laughs> um, well, I am very excited about this episode. I'm going to be totally honest. I had this idea like two years ago, and I just never actually sat down and like worked it out. And this year, I I was just like, this is the year we're doing it. So for today's episode, I want to. Uh, share with you something that I made when I had the idea, you know, what if we, you know, most people could map their story to the hero's journey. Like the hero's Mm -hmm. journey can basically in some form or another be attributed to most stories out there. Especially a lot of movies, like a lot of things that we love as stories like uh, that are popular within our culture. Yeah. And not just, not just like fantasy stories. There's also like the inner journey, which is like the hero's journey, but more relevant for like a contemporary, like, you know, not fantastical story. So basically lots of people can use the hero's journey. So what if we actually mapped the hero's journey to the month of November so that you knew exactly where you needed to be each day? Wow, Christina, the way you're describing it, it sounds like you went on a hero's journey to get to the point of after three years going again, like you, you were in the ordinary world and I'm sorry, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. The funny thing about this, like most things in life is that I put off doing this because I thought it was going to be a lot of work and I sat down and did it in like one hour Um, and uh, here we are. But so basically I wanted to create like the ultimate NaNoWriMo guide. So if you are someone who enjoys using the hero's journey, this will tell you exactly what day you should be doing each step of the hero's journey. Or if, you know, that method assumes that you're writing 16, 67 words a day. Mm -hmm. If that's not your style, I've also mapped it to the words. So like at what word count you should be. So like the Liz version. Yeah. In fact, actually, I said, oh, wow, that's really useful. Except for I'll never like, you know, hit those dates. And she's like, oh, I should do I should do word. I should put in word count. So now it has both. Um, And we're also going to make like a little cheat sheet, like infographic version of this that we'll share on our Twitter account. Um, But this episode will walk you through it. So I am going to basically go through and then we will talk about each of the steps of the hero's journey, what day you should be at that thing and what word count that parallels to, um, and then explain, you know, that like what what should be happening in that section and kind of how long of how much of your story should kind of focus on that. And obviously this is like, you know, give or take, you know, your story might be slightly different. If I say that you should spend four days on something, maybe maybe that's a shorter part of your story and you spend three days on it. So like adapt it to what you need, but this is like a general framework mm-hmm. um, and guideline. So if you want to write a 50,000 word story, start to finish that 
goes across the entire hero's journey, we got you covered. Okay, so day one, November 1st. Your first 1,667 words should be Mm -hmm. spent in the ordinary world. All right. You establish your main character's normal life. Um, You know, everything that their life has been up until the point that basically the plot Mm -hmm. of your story starts. So who are they? Where do they live? What's their normal? All right. Baseline. Yeah. So basically you spend about the first day of NaNo establishing that. Sounds easy enough to me. Yeah. Then day two. Your next 1,667 words is when you should hit your call to adventure. All right. So this is where something disrupts your character's normal Mm -hmm. life. They get a weird, mysterious letter. Someone new comes to town. So this is basically, you know, um, they find out about a competition going on in their town. This Mm -hmm. is where, um, you know, they leave on their like vacation or something that is unexpected and new happens where they have to make a decision like, am I going to do this thing or Mm -hmm. am I going to keep going on with my normal life? I feel like I've often had people ask, well, where do I start my story? And it's usually, well, what was the call to adventure? Like, what is the thing that has just happened that has changed normal? And the only reason that you don't start with that is because you need that ordinary world just a little bit of establishing mm-hmm. of that to make the call to adventure, like make it known to readers that this is outside that the, makes sense. the normal. Um, so you spend another day on that. And by that point, you should be at about 3,300 words. Then on day three, that's when you hit the refusal of the call. Mm. So that is where your main character resists that adventure for some reason or another. This mm-hmm. is where they're like, mm, I don't know if I want to go to this like place that I've never been before. I don't know if I want to like be friends with the new kid at school. Yeah. I don't know if I want to take the ring to Mordor. Exactly. You know, like maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not good enough to try out for the singing competition I just found out about. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so some reason where they doubt themselves um, and whether or not they're up for the challenge. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. And I also think that that is such an important part because it lets you relate to the character because everyone has that feeling. Yeah. So this is the section. I So I, I gave two days to okay. this. So you spend the third and the fourth working on this. And by the end of the refusal to the call, you should be at about 6,600 words. I gave this a little extra time because this is when you really start to get to know the character. Yeah. This is when you start to understand what makes them tick, what they want in mm-hmm. life, and why they maybe think that they can't have that thing or don't deserve mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's really like establishing kind of um, the direction that your story is going to go. Okay. Then on the fifth, you can have them meet the mentor. So the mentor is a teacher or a positive influence or something that mm. arrives in the story and gives your main character the courage to try. So depending on what your plot is you know this is the person who shows them the trophy of their father to show that oh they were they they Uh, did quidditch and they were the you know they were a star quidditch player or you know um gives them the pep talk that they need to join that competition or you know take take the chance and step on that like plane to go on the adventure. Someone who can be like, yes, like you have it within you to do this. I'm blaming all these meeting of mentors for all of these wild stories that keep going on. Right. I mean, I guess, you know, 
uh, it's a good thing that those mentors inspired some of our heroes to keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean, without mentors, we'd live in a much more boring world. Yeah, people the might... story would just stop there. Exactly, and that's not like, a story at the all. The hobbits would stay in the Shire. Exactly. So that I also gave two days. So you can spend Great. two days having your character meet this person, talk with this person, have time to sort of like ruminate on the advice or, you know, pep talk mm-hmm. that they were given, and ultimately decide like, you know what? Yes, I can do this. I do want to do this. Mm-hmm. And make the decision to go. So at that point, that should be about your first 10,000 words. So ah, the, first, there. the first four uh, stages of the hero's journey, you're already a fifth of the way into your nano. Sounds easy. Um, so then on uh, November 7th, you have your character crossing the threshold. Mm-hmm. So that is where your main character officially leaves their comfort zone. So that could actually yeah. physically be like, you know, Alice going down the rabbit yeah. hole. Um, or it can be something like, Yes, I'm signing my name up for the sure. for the like singing competition. It can be emotional, it can be mental. I mean, I think for me the most obviously physical like up there explanation is the like Frodo this is the farthest I've ever been away from the Shire when he takes one more step exactly and I always yes. think about that is crossing yeah. the threshold and that is a very literal yep, like representation literal. of crossing the threshold but like I said you know this can map to any kind of story mm-hmm. you know leaving your comfort zone could be your physical comfort zone or yeah just trying something yeah. you've never done before giving up a food putting yourself out there like, yeah yeah exactly so I I um gave one day to this because crossing the threshold really is more of a like decision more so than like a something that would take a lot of words um there is an amount of like establishing of the new world or the new like sort of um domain that your character crosses into but a lot of that can come in the next section so um that next section starts on november 8th this is day eight um and this is the gonna be the biggest section of your book this is the test allies and enemies section. Mm-hmm. So this is basically, th- this is like the plot. Um, <laughs> this is the section where your character makes friends. They face roadblocks. Um, you know, they go through effectively trials. Um, yeah. You know, that's a little bit easier to visualize for like a fantasy novel, but that could be like, you know, if it's a singing competition, maybe it's like the first round, yeah. like the quarterfinals, like whatever. It's like the various mm-hmm. stages that they have to get through. Or like the various events at a summer camp leading up to a talent show. Exactly. Yeah. So basically it's like a bunch of things that they attempt to do. They should fail at least one of these challenges because they need mm-hmm. to have room to grow and learn things here. It's very important that they learn things. Uh, through these challenges basically i gave six days for this because this is gonna be meat of the book it's the meat of the book and it's sort of the like the rising action basically Mm -hmm. i think a good way to think about this is if you have three unique roadblocks that your character has to overcome this gives you two days to focus on each of those unique roadblocks Mm -hmm. um or if it's going to be a bunch of smaller things you can do six of them and have it over you know one a day sure um so you can break it out whatever way makes sense for your novel but you do want to spend a lot of time here and i think this is also a section that can get kind of muddy if you don't totally know where you're going but I think if you if you really break it down and think of it as like okay I have two days to do like one big plot point two days to do another one two days to do another one and and then you know then we move on to the next stage it kind of helps like give that big open kind of gray area middle of your story a little bit more structure yeah Um, I have a question so you know the character should fail at least one of the challenges you're probably going to have around three roadblocks 
is it important which roadblock the character fails at? Like for the story building tension, is it important that they fail at the last one or the first one? I think it depends on the story because, you know, there's a point where your character thinks that they know where they're going okay, and they need to have something like it just, I guess it depends on, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. So there's no, there's no fast rule there. No, I think it's like, when do you want your character to be like knocked down? Like there's going to be a different point in the novel where they're knocked down in Mm -hmm. a bigger way. I don't know. Will they benefit from having like a little setback earlier or do you want them to be like cocky and confident and have their setback a little later in the novel? You got to just think through like when it helps, like when they need that growth the most in the story. That makes sense. Yeah. So that takes you all the way to the 13th. So we're almost halfway through the month at this point. Um, On the 14th. Oh, and that's up until 21,667 words. Okay. So on the 14th, we get to what's called approach to the innermost cave. This is where your main character is getting closer to their goal, or this is the important part, they think they're getting closer to their goal, but they're probably wrong. Mm -hmm. There's usually a point in the story where your character thinks they want one thing and then learns that there's actually a different thing that they want or need to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, my favorite movie is about the hero's journey. Hercules. I'm not even joking. (laughs) I just realized I'm like, oh, yeah, that's when he gets all the fame and glory and the money. Exactly. That's not what he actually wants or needs. This is the point in your story where your character thinks they have it all, but then realize that something's missing. They're not actually happy. You know, there's like, there's wow. going to be more. There's going to be a t- It goes exactly on this. Yeah. Whoa. This, okay. The hero's journey can be mad mini episodes. to anything. <laughs> okay. It's great. So basically, yeah. Then I left three days for this because this is a good section. It's kind of like the continuation of Test Allies and Enemies. Okay. You know, if your character yep. failed in the Test Allies and Enemies, probably approach the innermost cave is when it feels like things are going really well. Yes. And it's sort of like the red herring climax where it's like, oh, this seems really easy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm almost done. Rocky's going up the steps. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that takes you through. Eye of the tiger. <laughs> Christina hates me right now. Go no, on. No, this is great. You're good. So that takes you through the 16th okay. or 26,600-ish words. Um, on the 17th is when you're going to do the ordeal. So this is basically like the climax this is your main character's biggest tester challenge. So this is like, mm. you know, for the singing competition, it's like the finals or like the championship. Yeah, this is this the big is, battle. Yeah, this is the big battle. This is, um, I can't think of any other ideas, but this is like the big thing that it's your character's- It's what they've been building up to. Yeah, yeah, what okay. you've been working toward. Yes. Um, I left two days for that. Okay. Um, which is a little bit shorter than most of these sections, but that's because this is like usually a singular scene. Sure. You know, this is like- the big battle yeah. or the big game. It's not or... a montage anymore. This exactly. is a scene. Yeah. There's some slow-mo mm-hmm. stuff going. Um, and that takes you through to 30,000 words. And this is generally, I think, 30,000 is the point in the month that kind of starts feeling a little bit difficult. Absolutely. You've, you've, still got, you've still got 20,000 left, which is a lot. Um, and you're, you're like deep in that nebulous center part of the novel. But if you think of it like this, where it's like, okay, I just wrote the climax and now – to me, this is the part of the novel that gets interesting. Wait, Christina, we just wrote the big battle, but but there's still 20,000 words left. What happens? Right? And there's still 12 days left. Oh, my gosh. I don't What could happen? Everything's going so well. They're in the battle. Yeah. Well, so then it feels like the end. You have the next section, which you start on the 19th, yeah. is the reward seizing the sword. Your okay. main character sees the light at the end of the tunnel. They're like, yeah, we're going to win. This is amazing. <sighs> Things are going well. Yeah. Maybe there's... 
there's a romance that's finally yeah off. totally yeah uh so you spend three days on that okay because it's like all right we got this it's In good the groove novel's over yeah Except, Except oh, what? No, I thought it, I thought we were good. You're only at thirty five thousand oh, words after you finish that section. Okay, well, no. So um, then, no, but we're don't tell me no. On the twenty second, okay. you hit the road back, and the road back feels like it should be like you're all done, go home. However, the road back is when you hit the whoops. Turns out we aren't safe yet. Part no. of the novel. This is to me, I think the most fun. It part is of the, the most book. fun part of the book. Yeah. This is when your main character's first approach to the problem wasn't the right solution after all. So something that they thought they needed went Mm -hmm. wrong. You know, maybe they thought that all they had to do to defeat the bad guy was, you know, stab him. But it turns out he could regenerate. You know, this is, you know, there's there's a bunch of... You took your date to the prom, but then it turns out that he actually is going and making out with your best friend behind the bleachers. Something like that. Yeah. Darn. Um, So this is another one I left three days for. It's an important part. This is this is like the actual climax. Like Mm -hmm. this is where you're like oh no everything we worked for is ruined and it's when your character like really is like maybe I can't do this after all they have some self-doubt they're like what do I do I don't Mm -hmm. know I don't know how to go on I don't know if I can go on um and that gets you through to 40,000 words okay at this point there are 10,000 words left and we got to make them count so on the 25th when you've got five days left you're probably like really full from Thanksgiving uh if you're in the U.S. This is where you hit the resurrection. Mm, That sounds pleasant. Yes. This is where the final hurdle is reached. And your main character should use things they learned on days 8 through 16. Ooh, I like that. To accomplish their goal. Callback. So basically, days 8 through 16 are the test allies and enemies and approach to the innermost cave and the ordeal. So everything that they learned once they got out of their comfort zone and crossed the threshold into the new world and were open to these new experiences and challenges should teach them things that will help them figure out how to cross that final hurdle that they hadn't accounted for. I really like that. Yeah. So it kind of comes full circle. It's like, you know, they had a goal. They thought they knew how to accomplish it. They find out that that is not the way after all, but they've grown so much as a person Mm -hmm. due to all of these trials that they have whatever it is that they need to solve the goal by the end yeah um so i left three days for that because that is that is like a big turning point in the novel that's Mm -hmm. where everything your characters work for comes to a head and that'll get you through to forty-five thousand words that's a lot that's we're in the home stretch yeah so starting on the 28th if you've if you've accomplished NaNoWriMo before, you will probably remember that once you get past like 45,000 words, there's no question that you're going to win at this point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the words just start flying out of your fingers. Yeah. And it's like you just you just want to write till you finish. So this is the falling action. So on the 28th, you get to the return with the elixir section mm-hmm. of of the hero's journey. So this is where your main character heads home triumphant and changed. And they don't need to have an actual elixir. No. Okay, great. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> if you want them to have an elixir, they can. That sounds fun. Basically, it's like the the reward. So great. this is where, you uh, know, your character has accomplished their goal. They've learned a lot about themselves. Um, and they get to go back to the ordinary world, mm-hmm. but they are different. So they even if changed. the ordinary world 
is the way they left it, they are not. Because the they made a decision or or accomplished something by using their knowledge that has changed them. Yes. So I left two days for that. That's the 28th and the 29th. Um, because, you know, for, for some stories, that might actually be a physical journey. Um, for others, it might be, you know, more of a sort of emotional, like, now I need to go check in with, like, other people, you know, that weren't part on this journey with me. Um, but gives you time to kind of ease back in and, and yeah. actually have that falling action. Yeah. Because without it, I feel like the end of the story can be a little like sudden and jarring. That's a good point. You you don't want to end right in mid-action. Right. Exactly. Usually, unless you have yeah. book two queued up already. Exactly. Even then. That's a good point. Um, And then that's, you're at 48,300 words. You're almost done. And on day 30, mm-hmm. for your last 1,667 words, you have the section called the end. This is where your main character discovers how their normal world will change because of how they have changed. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. And how, you know, whether it means that they're hanging out with different people or they're going to mm-hmm. just approach their own life differently, you know, in coming of age novels, it might be the thing that they thought they wanted for their future is different. And now mm-hmm. they're going to go this other direction. Um, there's a lot of ways that this can manifest, but it's it's that sort of like coming back and and realizing like, now what does the future hold for me? Yeah. yeah. It's wild, like, listening to all of this. And and I know I've been familiar with this before, but so many of our most uh, popular stories really do follow this because I think it just – there's something so pleasing about hearing this, this method. And to see it broke out like this, I feel like it definitely makes me want to try it. And I really hope a bunch of people do. Yeah. And what I like about this is it really does help you kind of visualize. Like, when you think mm-hmm. about a story in three acts, it's not like three – like even no acts. yeah what i like about this and this is actually color coded in my notes here obviously that doesn't come across in in audio mm. but um basically if you look at the hero's journey it's a circle with a line through the middle the top of the line is the ordinary world and the bottom of the line is the special world and it's and it's not straight through the middle so you basically spend a third of the story in the ordinary world and two-thirds of the story in the special world yeah that makes sense yeah and so so basically there's 30 days in November um, and I made it so that you spend 10 days in the ordinary world and 20 days in the special world which will be highlighted in the in the like graphic that we put out so you can really see how the bulk of it is in the special world basically from November 8th to November 27th you spend in the special world and you only spend the first week and then the last three days mm-hmm. in the ordinary world. Um, and I don't know. For me, that visual is just really nice. That sort it of is. cyclical, like, you know, you come back to where you started. Because then you can start another story from that. Like, again, like I said, with a book two or three, it's like since you're sort of back in this area at the top of the circle, like a mm-hmm. Ferris wheel, you can then go for another spin. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, if what you do is edit after, then yeah. it's like you're back at the beginning and it's a great time to go back and like revisit everything that that's you a did. Great, that's a great so, way to think about it. Yeah. I am stoked about this. I cannot wait to try to like utilize this mm-hmm. and actually follow it and keep up day by day. Um, but if that's not your style, again, you can follow the word counts. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I got to share this and I hope people find it useful. Yeah, I hope so too. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Christina, do you know what time it is? It's end of the episode time. What do we say here again? Uh, We never remember, which is why this year I've scripted it. Oh, no wonder it seems easier this time. Have I mentioned how glad I am that you're a planner? Eh, once or twice. 
Anyway, how can our listeners reach us, Liz? Well, they can reach out to us on Twitter at HowToWinNano, where our gift game is really strong. Or they can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash HowToWinNano. We've got some neat perks, and we really appreciate the support. Because it keeps the lights on. (laughs) They can also join our Discord server, which is full of absolutely delightful writers who listen to the show. It's got writerly discussion, invaluable writing sprints, and lots of silliness. It's my favorite. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, keep writing. writing. See, we do say it together. We do say it together. You know what's the worst is when I don't have things in like boopers and then I have to like work really hard to find something that's funny to we put gotta, at the we end. We just got to make sure we're always funny. We just got to be funny all the time. <laughs>